Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Tonight we'll be discussing sci-fi Z Nation with Addie herself, Anastasia Barnova. Welcome, Anastasia. Hello. <laughs> We're really glad to have you. It's season three, and we've been watching from the beginning. So it's just, oh my God, it's my favorite zombie show. Hey, I'm happy to be here. We got a couple questions for you here, so let's just start off. Last season was rather dark for Addie with, with dealing with, with Mercing Mac and all, just the way the season started out. We're hearing this season could get even darker for our girl, Addie. Can you give us any insight there? This poor girl just cannot catch a break. I tell you. I tell you. It's like the apocalypse is rough enough, and she just... Oh, it's awful for her this year, honestly. The season, I guess she's been saying, the season ends with Addie pretty much becoming Black Widow meets Die Hard meets Mad Max. Like, it's oh. just, she, yeah, it just, the, the last, um, the second to last episode um, is just Addie. And all season long, it was referred to as the Revenant episode. It was like, oh, Addie's Revenant. Oh, Addie's Revenant. And it's just, this girl will not give up, and they keep trying to knock her down, and she just won't give up. So by the end, I mean, she's literally, like, on her last breath, um, mentally, emotionally, physically, like, spiritually, like, just really um, gets the crap, you know, beat out of her. Um, so it's, yeah, it's another rough one for her. Um Let's see, what can I say? Well, we, we've been talking about this. Uh, Doc and Addie go looking for uh, for Murphy's daughter, Lucy, who is no longer a baby, but we still call her baby Lucy. Um, so we go looking for Lucy because, you know, Murphy is off doing his own thing, being a crazy person. So, yeah, she, you know, we find Lucy in this specific moment and she gets to sort of feel connected to a kid and like feel like a woman and all that stuff. And then... Ah, oh, the apocalypse starts happening again. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's a rough one for her. Honestly, people are. I I hope people are gonna you know like stick around to the jury and see where it goes because it goes somewhere pretty intense, pretty intense. Well, we'll be sticking around for it. I know a lot of people out there have been waiting for this season, and you know, yeah, just getting Andy back into the groove again, even if it goes dark. Well, you're not. <laughs> if we're watching now, we're going to keep watching. It's We're there. Yay. Yay. So there have been some happier moments for Addie. Last season, we saw that Operation Bite Mark lost a dear member of the family, Addie Zwacker, but uh, she got something new and improved. What do you think of the latest she version? sure did. I got to tell you, when I read that script and I read that part about the Zwacker breaking, I... I mean, I was on the phone with Carl, like, Carl, Carl, what are you doing? This is the most important part of the program. People, this is all they care about. What are you being? You're killing the Z-Whacker. That's like a part of the family. Um, and he was like, trust me, there's a plan. Like, it's going to work out. And I was like, I don't know, Carl. What are you doing? Well, it worked out. I think that, I mean, what an awesome. Here's the thing. I'd really like to take credit here. I really would, because I remember being like, okay, well, look, if this is what we're doing, 
then it has to come back and it has to, you know, be like electrified or basically like a taser so that, you know, she could like neutralize, you know, somebody and not necessarily have to kill them per se. Um, and that's pretty much what happened. So it is super, super cool. And yeah, I guess, I guess trusting Carl was not a bad idea. He was right. <laughs> Carl cool. knows best. <laughs> Carl knows best. Uh. <laughs> it was an epic moment, though, when it broke. Everybody was like, no. It right. was like a favorite right? character died. It was, I mean, I, I do remember part of them being like, listen. You're the Z-Wacker lady, so somebody's got to die. And I was like, okay, thank you, Z-Wacker, okay. <laughs> so how much fun was it filming the two-hour flashback episode? Oh, it was so awesome. It was so much fun. Um, just to have really the gang back together. You know, we hadn't seen Pese in a while, so that was, like, really, really cool. Um, and that, it was a great way to, like, start kind of being back at work because we had been, you know, we'd been off for half a year. So it was really cool to just like jump right back in. We call it zombie summer camp because um, we just leave for the summer and like go to activities and are like in a remote location with our friends being zombies. Um, so it was just, yeah, it was a really great way to just get right back into the swing of things. Um, I think thematically it was such a cool episode and like, you know, visually it looked really cool. Um, and then ultimately what it did to set up the upcoming season was really neat because ultimately the man becomes my arch nemesis. So here we really, mm-hmm. so here we really get to see, and I kind of already plant the seed of, I really don't like you and your stupid sandals. Like <laughs> you're a pain in my ass. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really neat. It was really fun. So do you have any thoughts on why they choose that particular point in time for the flashback? I know Court was really hoping to see Mac again. I know. Um, I mean, I think it was just an opportunity for for, pe- for us to see Cassandra again. Um, was like sort of, you know, I'm not sure why they did it, but I, I assume they read the internet and the internet was like, bring back Cassandra. So... I think that was a really fun way to kind of hit all the nails on the head at once, you know what I mean? To like set up these characters to do something cool. Um, and you know, why else would we do sort of a two hour movie? Like, you know, you got to basically give a chapter of the story that we haven't gotten to before, but that was really important. And one that was so bad that like we never talked about again. Um, and I think ultimately doing it like that sort of served all those purposes. I know when the movie was first mentioned, I was really hoping, and I know a lot of other people were too, that we'd get the Black Summer section to see what happened. I know. Me too. I remember, you know, when they said it, I was like, cool, are we doing Black Summer? But I think, so I I don't have very much information on this. Maybe you guys know more than I do, uh, actually. But apparently they're doing a Z Nation comic. Mm -hmm. Yes, I heard about that. Yeah, so I, you know, I just read something about that, and I think that's what they're going to start with there, is they're going to explore Black Summer and stuff. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Like, you can flesh out that story there. That's nice. Yeah, there's a lot to go on with the Black Summer. We've heard enough about it. So. Right. Yeah. So at this point, are Addie and the others clued into the fact that 10K has been bitten by Murphy? I, this was a big discussion. 
this was a really big discussion because for me as Addie, you know, these people are her family mm-hmm. in, in a way, even more, I mean, in a really extreme sense, like they have been keeping each other alive for four five, six years. I mean, however long it's been, like, it's a serious thing. So it was a really big topic of conversation for me. I was like, look, I have to, you have to do this in a way where Addie believes that he's dead because otherwise she wouldn't let Murphy go. You know what I mean? It's like, this is your brother. Like this is your family. Like they're not going to just like, be like, Oh, whatever. No big deal. So for me, um, it's a big thing to figure out in, in that first episode and then how we play it. And we added that bit where I was like, look, I need a line that, that really says because of Addie's, you know, basically previous trauma with losing people she loved, mm-hmm. it's really clear cut. Like there could be no question mark. It has to be, she thinks he's dead and now she just has to deal with it and she'll deal with it. But like, otherwise, you know, otherwise we got to go find him. We got to figure it out. Like what happened? Blah, 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 blah. So what, yeah, I've been, I definitely played that. I, don't know and you know it's sort of just adding to my distaste if you will for Murphy oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) and that makes so much sense because that's been the question in my head like they they know he's not dead they know he's dead not dead why are they just walking away well we yeah we don't we have that was the thing you know the thing I was like you guys you do understand that like the audience won't believe this either because they again we've like I even got, you know, it's really interesting. Last season when he's in the Mississippi, that was really tough for me. And I kind of went back and forth with them where I was like, you guys, they wouldn't leave. They would not leave. It doesn't matter. Yes, the mission is important, but we know we're more important. Like, in a way, we can't get the mission done without every single bit of it. And like 10K, you know, is he has a lot of, uh, he has a lot of strength that, you know, he has a lot of things that he, like skills that he brings to the team that like, aside from the fact that we love him and he's our family and whatever, like he's really valuable. Like he's worth taking, I don't know, two, three days. to like, you know what I mean? Like to go find. Definitely. So same thing. I was like, yo, it, it, we have to believe that they don't know. Cause otherwise people aren't going to buy it. And there were some comments last year of people being like, why was it so easy for them to walk away? And I was like, well, it wasn't easy. There was a whole bit where we looked and like, there was nothing. And then I give doc my whole speech and then, you know, whatever, like, but yeah, none of it, just nothing can be casual period. No matter what it is. I think at this point, the stakes are so high in our world that we just, we can't be casual about stuff. I'm with you. <laughs> Do you feel that Addie has an end game planned out or is she just going with things as are happening now? question let me refer to myself and get an answer for you um hmm. well i think in a way their life at this point is a combination of two things number one i think see i'm not quite sure if max said this or if rick grimes said this but you know i stop or you know what no Tom Everett Scott said it. Garnett said it, I think, in our pilot. Like, I stopped thinking about more than two hours ahead a long time ago. 
you know, because that's just sort of how the world is. Like, it's just a rapidly changing right. shit happens. Who knows? Let's not plan too far ahead. Slash, you got to give yourself some sort of um, goal, right? Like, you have to put an address into the navigation so that you are going somewhere. Um, so I think that's sort of where where Addy is. Like, end game, eh, make it to some sort of end, whatever that may be stay alive, figure this thing out. You know, at this point, she's invested. It's like, look, you could have taken yourself out a long time ago. Like, mm-hmm. who needs this apocalypse shit? This is, this is stupid. You have to fight. You can't go to sleep ever. You got to be on guard. It's just, people die. It's awful. It's just awful. There's nothing positive or pleasant or there are no upsides to the apocalypse. Um, so the only reason why you dig this thing out is because you really, like, want to see some sort of life carry on um and like when you invest so much in something it's you know you kind of you can't just like give up now so yeah so you know i don't know necessarily what hurt if if she has an end game in mind but it's definitely like make it as long as you possibly can and she did have that point where in sisters of mercy where she she found the camp and she was there mm-hmm. and things were good mm-hmm. until the world ended and and all that goodness went away mm-hmm Yep. <laughs> and that's sort of another thing that you're like, see, it can't have nice things. Can't have nice things in the apocalypse. Speaking of nice things, do you have any special hopes for Addie and seasons to come? Uh, can this girl get some love in her life? Yes, please. Just one time, like somebody who she doesn't then have to kill or leave. Or something. So, I don't know. I've been asking for a girlfriend since season one. They kind of tried to give me one. Then it kind of got shut down. Uh, some love. <laughs> some some love would be really, really nice. We'll get on that campaign. Yes. We'll start definitely. tweeting. <laughs> right? So, what has been your... It's a good cause. I mean, I wish you'd just get out there on Twitter and start bugging them now. Addie needs a love. A love yeah, just to balance things out. Some love. Just casual. No big deal. Just a date. Just give her a date. Just somebody to take her out. Wouldn't, wouldn't you like to see what Addie would look like on a date? Yes. Thank you. Would Thank Addie you. take the Z-Whacker with her on a date or no? Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's actually something that we're really strategic about. Um, if Addie doesn't have her Z-Whacker, it... it I hope sort of subconsciously lets the audience know that she feels super safe and in control. And you know what I mean? Like, ah, things are definitely fine. Mm -hmm. Cause yeah, she doesn't, she don't let that thing go. So what has been your favorite zombie kill so far? Well, I'm going to go classic. Uh, the egg beater. Season one, oh, uh, yeah. episode six. That egg beater, it was, yeah. That was something else. The egg beater I, was I mean, definitely brilliant. Points for, like, creativity. <laughs> and then definitely points for, like, oh, this is just gruesome. <laughs> like, this is just, this is a lot. Yeah, the egg beater was it was a great effect. I, I loved watching that one. It was just well, that was interesting, right. and that was one right. of the episodes where it showed the difference in 
the group versus anybody else because they didn't have uh, guns in that episode. So it was yeah, whatever you right. could get on. And yeah, and that was also the one where Roberta almost had a love connection, but nope, zombies hacking. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Every time. Was the, 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 uh, <laughs> the quote that Addie had was it last season to the Mennonite kid, the apocalypse total cock block? Oh, such a cock <laughs> Honestly. Hence why Addie can't get any right now. That's why. It's so sad. It's so <laughs> sad, you guys. Can you imagine? I mean, listen, not to get you off topic, but you humans, humans need connection. Okay, let's just put it that way. Can you imagine how cranky everybody would really be in the apocalypse? Not only are you hungry, you haven't cuddled with anybody in years. Ugh, we just... It would be awful. Oh, yeah. The apocalypse is awful. So what survival trait have you picked up from the show? What have you learned? Oh, my God. So much. Well, first of all, what we were just talking about, that anything can be a weapon. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I have this. um, I started experiencing it after season one. I talk about it a lot. Um, I get what I call zombie vision, where, like, I'll be somewhere, and all of a sudden, I can actually picture i just start imagining like if this were a scene and if everybody here were a zombie like how do i escape what do i use as a weapon how do i kill them like it's it's definitely a thing where i'm like man i obviously hope i never have to use any of this but i now kind of feel pretty confident if i need to like escape some sort of awful situation like it's definitely a skill set that i was not uh practicing before and here i've gotten three years worth of Oh shit! We gotta go. <laughs> like, how do you get out of here? <laughs> That's a skill we all need. Mhm. Mhm. So, are there any cons coming up that you'll be attending? Mhm. Yeah, we'll be um, at the Alamo City Con thing in San Antonio um, the last weekend of October, it's right before Halloween, and then we'll be in Charlotte. I want to say um, sometime in December. All right. Very cool. Cool. All right. So if you could have created a different kind of Z for season three, what would it have been? Oh, a new kind of Z. I'm not good at that stuff. They're really good at making crazy Zs, man. I oh, like, yeah. I'll read scripts and be like, whoa, okay, that's cool. Um, a cool kind of Z. I was going to say maybe something like medieval, but we kind of did that with the McCracken. That was kind of cool. Um, or the Kraken, whatever. Uh, let's see. I don't know why. This is such a stupid answer. Um, I've really been petitioning for a zombie whale. And I'll tell you why. Thank you. Because <laughs> then we could do some sort of a Moby Dick situation with Murphy. And I just think that that would be... Uh, I've been going on this whole entire time about zombies being mammals. And I said, and we're all like, what did King K make it off? I said, no, he got attacked by the zombie dolphins (laughs) and everybody got so mad at me. I was like, they're there. They're mammals. Why not a zombie whale? It could happen. Wouldn't that be absolutely hilarious? Can't you like picture a zombie whale and then Murphy trying to like control it and uh, 
See, I'm Murphy so would totally do a that. Musical. Right? You know he would. It would be oh. very interesting, to say the least. I mean, we had everything else. It's just a mammal. Throw it out Right? <laughs> we had a zombie camel. Come on. Yeah. What's a zombie whale, you guys? <laughs> really? Just throw that into budget. All right, so we're going to switch gears here for a second and head on over to a big blue box, since we know you're a big Doctor (laughs) Who fan as well. I got excited about this. (laughs) Even though we haven't seen all that much of her yet, was your impression of Doctor's new companion, Bill? Are you ready for this information that's going to hit you like Um, a ton of bricks? Go for it. Oh, yeah. I actually don't even know what you're talking about. I mean, I I I know what you're talking about. But I have no idea. I haven't, I know nothing. The last thing I feel like I saw of Doctor Who, let's see, was it that their first date with him and River Song or their last date or whatever, that really long date? Yep, that was the, um, I think, one of the final episodes. The Christmas special? Yes. Yes. Okay, so that's the last thing I've seen, and that's all I know. Okay. So I don't know. Who this new companion is? I guess it's probably somebody wonderful. Well, I don't um, know. They I'm haven't really love it. They 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 just hinted at her just a little bit. We don't know too much about her, so it was. Just, I didn't know if you knew Ooh, about that. One okay. Or not, so, oh, so I'll back up with my secondary question. Who's been your favorite companion so far on Doctor Who? Donna, duh, <laughs> duh, Brad. <laughs> Donna, duh. Noble. All right, Doctor Donna, duh. I did like her, her father, Alfred. No, grandfather, Alfred. Grandfather, father. So good. He was so, so good. He was a lot of fun. So, Anastasia, how can people reach you on social media? At Annie Awesome, A-N-N-Y Awesome. Um, and that's on Instagram and on the Twitter and then there's a Facebook thing that I think is just my name fan page, not my name, but Anastasia Guardiola fan page. Uh, yeah, those ways. All awesome. Right. Awesome. We want to thank you for taking time out of the apocalypse to come chat with us. And we look forward to seeing more <laughs> on Z nation. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. All right. That was a lot of fun. We'll learn a few new things about Anastasia and, also, what Addie is going to go through this season. Uh, I can't wait. And she is so much fun to talk to. She is. And it's, I don't know, things don't look good for Addie. I mean, she's going to go to some dark places this year. Oh, God, I need some tissue. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be <laughs> interesting. That's for sure. So Z Nation airs on Sci-Fi Channel on Fridays. Uh, be sure to check out our recaps on that as well as Van Helsing, which airs right after Z Nation. My two favorite shows on Friday yes, night. I'm How about that? It's good to go on Fridays. Oh, for sure. Um, if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com and check out some of the other killer articles posted there. We've got a lot of great writers. And, of course, the fall season just started, so there is so much happening right now. I know I'm covering Lucifer, and I just did the recap for Timeless as well. And just doing a bunch of stuff. Pitch is great on Fox. Westworld is wonderful. I think somebody's going to be writing something on that. Mm-hmm. If not, they should. It's amazing. Yeah, and like you said, Van Helsing, we've been having so much fun with that. We actually have that Facebook group. If you've been watching Van Helsing, uh, stop on by our Facebook group for it. It's Sci-Fi's Van Helsing Pure Fandom. 
fan group. Yep. You type in Lots Van Helsing and it'll be the first one that pops up. Absolutely. So you can find me on Twitter at Brad ZB and she is Jen Dev. And also be sure to call, follow Pure Fandom as well to keep up to date on the latest articles that have been posted. Also, if you have any thoughts on or comments about this episode or Z Nation in general, let us know what you think by hitting us up below or hitting us up on Twitter or Facebook. And until next time, remember to follow rule number two of Zombieland. Double tap just to make sure. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.